Hi guys, it's Marion and good morning. It's super early in the morning here and this is the only time I have to record this podcast considering it's still a week late. Um, But yeah, hi, I'm so sorry for that. But I did wake up yesterday, I woke up yesterday at 6am and I was like, do you know what, I'm going to make it and I'm going to finish editing it because I had two hours before I actually leave the house. I was like, do you know what, I'm going to do that. And I woke up went downstairs, came back upstairs, and I was like, I'll get two minutes of sleep, and it just lasted the full hour and a half, and I was like, that's great, (laughs) that was completely my fault, but yeah, so basically I lied to myself, and got a lot more than I should have, but yeah, I'm finally making this podcast, I do apologise it for being a week late, but yeah, so let's get into this. So I was planning to make this podcast sometime in the later year and I was, it was on my list. I've made, so I've made this list of things and topics that I've asked you guys and you've sent in and things of topics that I wanted to do and all this. And this was one on my list and I was planning to do it later on. And if you follow me on my um, Instagram, you know that I always post my personal experience, I'm also always talking about, hey, this is what happened to me today, I'm always trying to say, I'm always trying to share my story so you actually know what happens in a day-to-day life for a girl, um, and that's me. What happened a week ago is what made me go, you know what, I'm going to move this podcast to now because I was disgusted and I have no other words to explain further than I was disgusted, I was horrified, I was, there were so many emotions around it, and, um, I, I was, I'm having such a hard time, like, recording this podcast, because normally I could constantly tell you about it, and words escape me describing this, because you can't, like, my body just screams, it's wrong, why am I even talking about it? And I know I have to talk about it because there's so many people that still don't know about this. There's so many people that are completely unaware. Like the other day, I had a student I was teaching and we and the student, we got talking. And I was telling her about, about what, I was telling her about the news articles I was reading in regards to my podcast. And I was telling her the statistics and I was telling her all this stuff and her, I was telling about my community and my personal experience and she was just sat there in shock and she was like, oh, I don't know, that kind of stuff still happened like every day. And I was like, it really does. And I started telling her about like Asian communities and this is what I'm going to go into today. Like I'm going to go through all of it. I, I'm thinking of making a part two because I really don't think I'll fit this entire topic into part one. So if you guys like it, I would love to hear back from you. I would love to add feedback. I would love to see what I can include in part two as well. So let's start. Um, so what news article that I saw a week ago that just... <sighs> Basically, what happened was that there was a 20-year-old white male in Africa. He went and he was in a restaurant. Across the restaurant, there was a group of children playing. Within this group, it included a seven-year-old girl. 
he basically walked to the toilet and on his way to the toilet he he basically grabbed onto her and he raped her in the toilet and people caught him coming out the toilet and everyone gathered and one person made a video of it (sighs) watching that video what that video included was him screaming, I'm sober, I'm fine, I'm this, that and the other. It was the first time in a very long time I felt physically sick because of the actions of another human being, of how disgusted I was from another human being. It was The first time in a very long time where I felt like I was going to throw up. Because in this video, he was saying all this stuff and he was, I don't know if he was fully naked, but in this video you could see him like he didn't have a shirt on. And on his chest, there was a streak, a very obvious streak of blood. That is most likely from the girl, from the seven-year-old girl who hasn't even gone to high school, who hasn't experienced her first kiss, her love, who hasn't decided what she wants to be when she gets older. She hasn't decided anything. This girl who's barely experienced her life has something that was hers, was part of her and was taken. He had no right to take it and there's no words I can explain for anyone to understand my horror and how much I just, even though it was me in the situation, but to see another human being capable of committing such an act, capable of destroying such a life. She's going to spend the rest of her life thinking that in some way she might be damaged goods. In some way that she's lost part of herself and she has. In some way she's going to believe that she's never good enough for someone else. In some ways she's going to jump when another man touches her. In some ways she's going to fear her own self. She's going to look at people differently. A girl of such young age who didn't know all the horrors from the world cannot trust another man around her. Who It will take her a very long time for her to understand her value wasn't tainted or lost. Her value wasn't destroyed and that she is still beautiful. But that's a battle that she will have to fight. And this man, this man destroyed a girl before she could even become a woman. Before she could even realize what job she wanted, before she could even realize her purpose in life before she could even realize how beautiful she was 
I have no other words than this man. <sighs> I cannot explain and I cannot begin to tell you, or I cannot begin to tell the girl how I'm sorry for, for, for someone else and how strong she will be. But then again, I cannot apologize to the babies that lay on the floor because men fulfilled their desires because someone wronged them. I cannot tell the babies that died, the toddlers, the screams, the children aged five. I cannot apologize to each one of them and I cannot tell them all that they're beautiful and that they're loved and that they're special. I cannot explain and I cannot begin to tell you how it feels for them to live in their body. I cannot begin to tell you how it feels that we're struggling in itself to find self-love and someone took parts of them that they did not give willingly That before they could even understand the word of yes. This new story happened straight after another one where a girl aged 17 was raped by a doctor right after she gave birth. As if she did not just push another human, as if she did not just give another life for someone in a position of authority to take hers again. This isn't, this never will be something minor because no one truly understands how it feels to be us. And I'm not saying this doesn't happen to men because I know some people will come up to me and be like, oh, well, you just focused on women. This happens to men too. In the UK alone, there were about 53,977 reported cases between 2017 2018, just reported simply. There's so many women, there's so many men who haven't reported it, haven't told anyone because of the shame, the guilt, blackmail, anything above. And from how many of from those cases, how many people walked out free knowing that their rapist, their abuser is walking out without a taint on their name? From how many of those cases did the police go, well, you were drunk, well, you wore that, well, you went to that area? Why is it when a girl comes forward, when someone comes forward, we ask, what did you do? What were you saying? What were you wearing? How did you look? Because God forbid I raise my children to say you shouldn't wear that because someone might find it inappropriate. I don't want to raise my children in fear that someone will abuse them. 
that if they accidentally one night walk down an alleyway, I don't be scared for their lives. And the funny thing is, statistics shows that 90% of reported cases, the abuser, the rapist, the molester, have been people that they've known. People that they've trusted. So what am I meant to do? Um, Do I tell my children not to trust anyone in this world? How does my five-year-old child who know the word know? Will you still blame their clothing? Will you still tell them, oh, well, they should have known better, that they should have come up to you and told you? I don't understand people who defend, people who say we should have known better. And I will never do because this... This destroys lives, this has killed people, this has pushed people to suicide, and this kills babies instantly. What makes it worse is that within Asian communities, I know personally, family reputation is everything. No one really talks about stuff like this. No one talks about being molested or harassed or raped because it's the girl who's told she's a shame. It's the girl that they beat up. It's the girl that they tell off. It's the girl that they force marry. It's the girl that they honour kill. Listen to that. They honour kill someone. And for those who don't know what honour killing is, honour killing is when, within Asian community, is basically when someone has tainted or damaged your reputation or seems like they're about to, so the family or friends of the family sometimes kill them to save their honour. Listen to that, a girl gets raped, she gets killed to protect the family name, that... (laughs) That is an honour. That is pride and disgust and ego and that is what's wrong with humanity. Everyone hides it. That's the funny bit. When a girl comes up to you and tells you what man did her wrong, they don't run after the man. They run after her. They tell her to stay home. They tell her to dress quietly that she should not stand up properly that she should curve her shoulders in to hide her chest cover her body properly but last time i checked everyone regardless of dressing was still a victim i cannot tell you how many people i've spoken to how many young girls I've talked to and they've told me that they've never opened up and they're scared to. And I get that. This is the part of us that we can't say because often we're left with 
backlash often because in asian communities people wouldn't want to marry you because you were the girl who brought shame who probably made a mistake and hung out with this one guy who accidentally walked down the wrong road who drew the wrong attention it's funny how we're telling that we're saying that With guys, we high-five them. We say, well done for all your endeavours. We literally say, oh my God, you're such a... You're such a player. But if a girl goes around sleeping with others, we call her a slut. It's funny how that works. And when girls get abused, we probably tell them that Oh, well, you should have liked it anyways. It's funny how we say that to guys too. It's funny how when guys get raped, we say, oh, well, you should have enjoyed it. Why would, why would you not want to have sex with the girl who throws herself at you? I... I think we such ha- we sometimes have such a backward mind. There's so many people with a mindset that I don't know. I just isn't right, and I can't tell you. I can't explain to them. I can't process the words other than why do you say what you do? Can you not understand their pain? I um I asked you guys if you had any stories. So let me start off with mine. Because I've shared majority of mine, so let me repeat them. Let me repeat the minor ones, not the major ones, because God forbid I wouldn't scare them. I I, I'm not the prettiest, let's, I'm not the, I always, I always say this, I always joke around when I was younger, I always say, oh, well, well, I'm not the prettiest, so imagine, I feel sorry for those who are prettier than me, then they probably get more creepy guys in their DMs, and it wasn't until I matured, I realised how awful thing of that was that to even joke about and maybe talking to me I'm quite serious about life only because I've matured a lot more than I should have so let me start from when I was aware of instances um I was 14 at the time so I was at the start of my puberty so I wasn't I was I was 14 and this was back in London, this was when I was living in London and um, this guy, I didn't realise it at the time but my friends, they were all, um, they're all white and even to this day I wear a really dark foundation, I wear like tan foundation so if I take off my foundation you'll see my skin colour isn't white white but isn't tanned it's like somewhere in the middle 
But for myself, I wear tan foundation to even everything out. Um, so all my friends, I would walk home. Sometimes I'd catch the bus. Sometimes I would go home with my dad. I My friends were white. So to spot me out of all of them was quite easy because majority of them were blondes anyways. So walking home, I was the odd one out. Um, and I didn't realise until a year and a half later when I moved to Birmingham. And I had kick at the time because, like, if you remember back in the day, kick was the social networking app. Like, if you had kick, that was it. Like, Instagram didn't exist back then. Well, it probably did. Instagram did exist. I was, like, really, I didn't want to get it. I was, like, everyone said, I'll go get Instagram. And I was, like, no, no, sorry. Anyways, so I um, I started my new school, or I think it was just before I started my new school in Birmingham, and um, this guy messaged me um, on Kick, and he was like, oh hey, somehow he got my account, and he was like, oh hey, I haven't seen you around, and I was like, what, what, what do you mean you haven't seen me around? And he was like, oh, you go to this school and you're really pretty and I haven't seen you around. And I was like, let me tell you what he looked like. This was a man. This was a grown man who was about 25 years old. So I was like, do I know you? Um, what do you mean I don't go to that school, even though I did? And he was like, oh... I used to, um, I, uh, I used to, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember, I'm literally staring into the, I'm staring into the wall and trying to remember every single experience I've had, including this, and I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just realising how weird my experiences have been. But anyways, he was like, oh, I used to go to the school next door. Um, we had a school next door from our school so basically our school was a girls only school and literally right next door which was like a football throwaway was the boys school so we constantly saw the boys like we even had friends from our group who were friends with the boys from their group and sometimes we walk home together and he was like oh I pick I used to pick up my brother from um from that school and I used to see you and I, there were some times where I have followed you to your car or to your bus stop. And he even got, told me what bus I took. And I was like, and at first I didn't believe him. I was like, oh, you're pranking me. Like, you're funny. You're this, that, and the other. And he was like, no, 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 I am. And if you don't know, on Kick, you could send a live video. It was kind of like Snap. You could send a, like, not a video, like a, well, you could send a video, but like a picture of you in that moment. And it said, like, live picture. So he sent that. And I was like, oh, but maybe you're someone's older brother. You're still pranking me. Like, this isn't real. And he was like, no, no, no. Um, One of your friends knows me. I'm their neighbour. And, like, I saw them one day. And then I saw you. And you're really pretty. And I really like you. And I've kind of been, like, following you home for the last year or so. And I was... I was, I was, I texted that friend straight away, and I was like, hey, 
do you know this person? And she was like, yeah, that's my neighbour. And I was like, oh, like, (sighs) for a 14-year-old girl to realise that someone was watching her every single day for the last year made my privacy so... (sighs) I felt so exposed. I felt so creeped out and vulnerable And from then on, it kind of just continued. And I've experienced a lot from that day forth. Um, And this is for the people that say, oh, um, it kind of matters what you're wearing because if you're wearing a short dress and you get attention, then obviously you're wearing a short dress. What do you expect? But I was wearing an abaya a full abaya and a headscarf and I was walking home this is another experience by the way I was walking home and a group of builders were walking um, were coming out of work they were walking from their building site and they were walking right after me and they started catcalling me I was so embarrassed I was like I have an empire on and you're there talking about how my butt looks. I was so so I was like I was like I need to go home. I need to go home right now. That's what I need to do. Um and then I wish I could like do you know what? I'm just going to tell you a lot of my experiences like every other experiences. So if I keep if I start another story without saying I'm starting another story, it's another story. Um, a lot of stuff did happen when I've been going to school. Like, there was a period where um, I was taking a bus. Like, I think it was, like, six, six months I actually took the bus. And um, so from my house to my secondary school, it was, like, a bus ride away. But the bus stop where I had to get off, there was this long road, which was like a good 10 minute walk, 10, 15 minute walk, just from the bus stop to my um, school. So what I realised that if I stopped, if I stopped um, like four bus stops ahead and then walked for like a minute and then there was another bus I could take down the road and that would drop me off to my school, so this bus stop just so happens to be right outside um, this guy's house. Now, it wasn't like one of those massive pavements where there was enough space for like people to stand on at the bus stop and there was pavement for people to walk beside. It was like a very small pavement because it was like a narrow road. And it was one of those houses that didn't have a front garden. It was like straight door, no step, nothing. It was right by the bus stop. So this guy started to realise that I used to come to the bus stop and every time he saw me, he would come out and it was like super in the, early in the morning because I would leave the house by like 6.30, because it gave me like a good 20, half an hour and I would go up to the park by the school and I would just have time to myself and I would read or I would do God knows what. And I would just relax for a bit. And I would just think about life. So, 
Um, I used to be there really early. I used to be there so early that no other people were around. So I'm at this bus stop by myself. And this guy always thought it was appropriate. Like this happened like four or five times. This guy would come out and start harassing me. He'd be like, oh, you're pretty. You're so beautiful. You look like this. Could I get your number? Can I get your Facebook? Like it just got so creepy and every time I tried to move away from him he tried to move a bit further not further he tried to move a bit closer and um it just got to a point where I was there like wishing that the bus would come quicker like I had to get on the bus just to save my life because I felt like if something happens I have no one around there's no witnesses there's no cameras there's nothing and this guy clearly had no idea of personal space and I, it got to a point where i rather walk those 15 minutes than take the bus. And it just got, like, I would only ever take that bus stop if I was, like, in desperate need not to walk those 10, 15 minutes. And I remember every time I got off that bus stop, I would be praying. I was like, please don't let that come out today. Please make sure I'm fine. And it was just... It was, it was really intensive for someone to be just right there and no one was out there watching. Um, so over that, that was like, those were times when I was like 15, 16. Like I was growing up, like I was, I was still a kid. And um, I'm still a kid now to be fair. But um, I've had so many encounters of just guys stalking me or guys being inappropriate or guys doing this where... I had a guy, um, I think this one I shared on my Instagram, where I was in town and I was shopping and I was in, um, I, was, I, th- I think I was in Poundland actually. And um, I think I needed to get something from Poundland because it's Poundland, it's cheap. I needed something that was cheap. I wasn't looking to spend a lot of money on something. I, I can't remember what it was actually. And I'm in Poundland and this guy decides to follow me around the store and I quickly realized that he is following me so I tried to rush out the store grab whatever I needed to grab I grab it and my bus stop just happens to be outside Panland so if you know Birmingham city center you know that um you know that there's a bus like there's a bus stop right outside Poundland which is on the corner and it's opposite the bus travel place and the bus travel place, the bus travel shop where they sell all the bus tickets and all that. And I was there, like I had to get off, um, my bus goes there. And um, I'm standing there and this guy decides to follow me. And he like, he's, he's there, he moves like a bit forward. And he's like, he's looking directly at me and I'm like, my home, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. And he's looking directly at me and I, I look back and I'm like, and he's like, oh, come closer. Like when a guy tries to call you over and I'm, and I just look, look away. I just pretend that I'm not noticing him. So then he decides to come right behind the bus stop, right next to me. The only thing that was stopping him and me was this glass wall from the bus stop. And he tapped on it. He tapped on it to get my attention. And obviously he got my attention. And he and he starts calling me over again. And he's like, come, come here now. And I was just... I remember trying to call 
up my friends because I was like, if this guy starts following me down like halfway into town, like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like that's my constant fear. Whenever anything like this happens, I, my constant fear is something is gonna happen. This, that, and the other that's gonna happen. And do you know what's really funny is that I never told. I was never super open about all these experiences other to than to my close friends until recently where I started telling my um I told my grandmother because of the stuff that was happening in Pakistan like people started following me which I'll just go into a bit further later on but um I was telling my mom because I literally told my mom like a few days ago because she didn't know she had no idea what happened in Pakistan she didn't know about anything that's ever happened she's never heard of me being getting followed because I've never told her because I always felt like this is shameful, like she's never going to let me out of the house. Again, and that's a fear, that is an actual fear. That my mum's never going to let me out of the house again. I'm not going to have my freedom, like the limited freedom that I do have. And um, she's constantly be looking out for me and I don't want her to be worrying and stressing. But at the same time, while I was telling her what was happening in Pakistan, my brother, my brother is 12 years old, he got really upset. He didn't get upset for anything else. He's heard these stories before because he was the first person I said, because I tell my brother everything. Like me and my brother are so close. We were literally, even though there's like, a, there's like an eight year gap, me and my brother tell each other everything. And, um, and my brother got really upset. And I was like, why are you getting upset? Well, like nothing happened, I'm fine. Like. I'm just telling her the story, let me tell her the story. And we were sitting on the dining table and we were eating and he got so upset, he literally stopped eating. He like, he pushed his plate away and he ran to his room and he started crying. And my mum was like, my mum was like, you shouldn't talk about stuff like that in front of him. And I was like, this, I, he already knows. And I went after him and I spoke to him and he was there crying and he was like, and I asked him why he was crying, and he was like, oh, I'm worried for you. I don't know what would happen to you. What could have happened that, that scares me? And I was there like, yeah, I get that, I really do. Because it's scary, because we don't know what could happen. There's so many stories that a girl rejects a guy when he asks her out. When he asks her out. And he, she just rejects him. She was like, no, and he murders her. That's the life that majority of us girls live that we're in constant fear that we don't know what the next person will do to us because of our own gender there's girls being killed when they were babies because of their gender i mean it might not happen as much as it happened old days but it still happens we're getting sold we're getting traded the female race is still being treated as a second class citizen we're still getting treated like dirt. There's so many companies that will not hire a female simply because she will get pregnant and if she's put in a position of power, they have to pay paid maternity leave. Our race, we don't get opinions, especially within the Asian community. We don't get a say sometimes. If your husband beats you in the Asian community, you're meant to keep it to yourself <laughs> that's how we get treated and the fact that my 12 year old brother has more 
sense than a lot of these people. And he's there crying for my safety. His older sister, when I'm the man, I'm meant to be the one who's looking out for him. That really says something. Anyways, so let's continue with the stories. Um, let me, okay, a lot, there's a lot more stuff that's happened online, like, stuff like online, I've had someone try to blackmail me, like, um, someone asked me out something, and I was like, no, I have a boyfriend, and he was like, um, he was like, oh, I want your boyfriend's number, I want him, his text, like, I'm going to text him and tell him that you're a slut, you're a hoe, you're this, you're that, even though the most I said to him was, no, I have a boyfriend. And he was like, oh, this, that, and the other, and I just have to block him. <laughs> and people, a lot of people will send you unsolicited pictures without your consent. I don't want to see that. The next person doesn't want to see that. Um, a lot of boys, they'll be really sweet to you. And then when you say no to them, they'll start they'll start swearing at you. And do you know what? There's one instance that stood stands out in the like the most recent one is that there was this guy online who messaged me asking for advice and help. And I was like, and if you know me, you know that I reply really late because I have a lot of stuff and going on and I try to reply to people as soon as possible and often that ends up being really late so I replied to him really late and he was like no it's a bit too late now no one really cares no one's this that and the other and I was like no 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 I care I apologize I was just like busy doing other stuff and I'm not constantly looking out for my uh, Instagram and truth be told I don't always have my Instagram notifications off it's only like a month or so ago where I actually turned them on. But for the last like few years, I've never had them on. So if you've messaged me, if you've DM'd me, if you liked my picture, if you've commented, if you've tagged me or anything, I wouldn't have gotten a um, notification from that. Um, so I had to convince this guy to tell me what was wrong. And then he was like, oh yeah, you completely understand. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's wrong. And when he did that, I gave him advice and everything, and um, I was like, oh, I have to go, like, it was, I was, um, I was going out that day, and I was putting on my makeup, and I was like, oh, I have to go out today, so I'm going to reply a bit late, um, but I'll try to text you as soon as possible, and he was like, no, 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 you're meant to give me all your attention, and I'm like, ha ha, I can't, I'm going to be busy, and he was like, no, cancel your plans, you have to give it to me now, and I was like, hold up. I'm going out, I have to call other people, I have to call my friends, I have to go see them, I have things to do, I've got errands to run, and he was like, no, and I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend, and he was like, oh, so you're a slut, you're a hoe, you're this, and he just started cussing me out, and he was swearing, and I don't swear, so I can't repeat half the stuff he said. So, and he was calling me a cow, and he was saying all this stuff to me. And I was like, I don't know what I've done to you, I apologise, but I'm not tolerating this. And um, I blocked him. And it turned out that um, 
a few more other girls from the online, from like the right, <laughs> should I expose it? <laughs> it was from the rising community and um, a few more girls experienced it with the same person. Um, and, and I, I was very, I was very, um, distraught by it simply because I can handle myself. What if the next person can't? Because that is very toxic, manipulative, it's very, it's, it's very controlling behaviour. And there aren't girls who are strong enough to be like, no, there will be girls who will feel guilty and bad and they'll fall into that trap and he will have them like that. And he did, you know what? He came back and he pretended to be really sweet and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, but that's how I behave. I lashed out and I was like, I'm sorry, okay. You apologise, that's fine. But I don't think I can continue ever having a new conversation with you. Um... And that's it. But a lot of girls would be like, oh, well, he apologised and that's fine. And then he's most likely to do it again. And he did. He, um, even to this day, he kind of follows me, unfollows me, follows me again, unfollows me, blocks me, follows me, unfollows me, tries to message me, messages me on a different account, um, which he did, actually. That reminds me. He did message me from a very different account, pretending to be his friend. And he went, oh, um, he wants to talk to you. He's very sorry. You should unblock him. And I was like, I don't need to unblock him. He was like, oh, he needs. He has to tell you something really important. Like, it's super, super important. And you should talk to him. And please, please, please. Um, it's very important. And I was like, and I was like, I had a really suspicious feeling it was him. And I was like, no, no, no. If he wants to message me. Um, do you know what? I'll unblock him. If he wants to message from me. If it's that important, he can message me now. And I know that was really dumb, and you're probably, like, yelling at this podcast, going, girl, why did you do that? But I have a really soft heart, so if it was something really important, I knew I could always block him again. And then he was like, oh, and then he, and he was like, oh, you should message him first. And I'm like, I'm not messaging first. He wants to talk to me. He can message me. And I don't understand why I was entertaining that, looking back on it. Um... So anyways, so he messages me from his main account going, hey, I was like, is like, I was like, is that all you want to tell me? He was like, ha ha, yeah, that's it. Hey, and I was like, you're not being serious. And I just blocked him again. And he was like, oh, the other account was me. And I was like, yeah, I guessed it. And I blocked both of those accounts. And that, that was very interesting because I thought I kind of outgrew those people online because I kind of like stop I I don't reply to a lot of DMs so I don't get to experience it as much so um that was fun uh let me think well the recent things in Pakistan is the things that if you follow me on my Instagram again is stuff that you've seen um stuff that you heard about where um one guy decided to follow me I was I was, so I have a British passport, but for, to go to Pakistan, you need to get this card made to say that you're a Pakistani national and you have like, do like, I don't think it's just for national. you just have to, it's like part, it's like a identification card that you need to go to Pakistan. So I had to um, get my 
um, my dual passport renewed as well because I have dual nationality. So I had to go do that and I was at their office and it was like, it was one of the longest things. And we were there, we were literally at the last step, there was about like six steps and each of them had like really long lines and I was like thirsty and I was tired and I was like, I could, I didn't have any data and I didn't have internet. And I, so I'm there, sat there and I'm like, okay, do you know what? This is the perfect time to finish editing my photos because I haven't done that. So I'm there sitting, minding my own business and I look up and there's this guy staring right at me. And I'm really dumb enough to think, oh, he's staring past me. He's not looking at me or he's just looked at me like that. I didn't think anything of it. So I go back on my phone and I'm still working on it. And, um, and, uh, he decides that this is the perfect time to get up from his seat and walk over to me. Now, the entire room is crowded. There's barely any seats to sit down. So he's there standing in front of me and I'm with my uncle. My uncle is a six foot four built guy who weighs about 300 pounds and and can punch. So he's there standing in front of me and my uncle. And I didn't think of anything of it because I'm like, oh, other people standing. I don't know why he's standing there. So me and my uncle, we're messing about. We're like talking and stuff like that. And I'm bullying him because like he's my youngest uncle. And like between him and me, there's like a 10 year age gap. And I practically grew up with him. So like he's a, like an older brother to me. So we're there just like bullying each other and laughing and like teasing and just like making fun of the entire system about how long it takes. And I'm there literally counting down the numbers because like I had not like my number was like 945 or something. And it like you had to wait for your number to be called out. And I'm like, oh, my God, 942. Oh, my God, 943. And he's like, OK, come and get up and we'll start walking there because by the time we like stand there and our number gets called we're already there I'm like okay that's that's fine let's get up we get up and the guy like I'm walking past him and he whispers something to me something like oh you're beautiful or something like that like and I think like I didn't I heard something I know that I heard something but I didn't I didn't think it was directed to me I didn't pay any attention to it and I was like you probably said something to someone else like he was talking to someone else so I go there and he follows us right behind us and I'm there like okay this is a bit weird so I'm standing on the right side of my uncle because he's on my uncle's left and I'm like okay this is a bit creepy but because I'm on the right side the entire line is on the left side and there's two people and I'm getting caught between because there's a separate line and I'm literally in the way of other people and like other people kept having to go like excuse me, well, it's Pakistan, they didn't say excuse me, they kind of just barged past, so, um, so I'm like, okay, let me move to the left side, now, this guy has been staring at me the entire time, and I'm beginning to be fully aware of it, pretending that I don't care, pretending to continue laughing with my uncle, joking about, and he, he looks at me directly, and he starts looking on the floor, I didn't have my contacts in, I didn't have my glasses in, 
so he's there staring and I can't see a thing that he's and I think he dropped like he basically dropped a piece of paper and he's looking at me and he's telling me to look down and I look down and I can't see anything uh, because I physically if you know me I am blind I cannot see anything unless you're right in front of me so um so I moved to the left side and he's there like I put my hand on there was this wall type so I put my hand on this wall and his hand touched like brushed against mine and I jerked my hands forward and I was like what and um he's there like trying to give me this piece of note and I'm like okay and I pretend not to notice and while this is happening my number gets called and we're right there we get everything signed and like that takes like literally like a minute and um we walk out so me and my uncle are walking out I'm like thank god I've escaped that situation nothing further is going to happen it's not like he's going to follow me I was so wrong um he had the audacity to follow me while I was with my uncle. So I'm walking out and we're walking down and like our car is like three roads across. So we're walking and my uncle has to stop at this place. Now at this point he's following us and I'm fully aware of it. And my uncle doesn't realise this. And I don't know why I don't tell my uncle because I knew for a fact that my uncle would beat up this guy. Um... And my uncle didn't realise. So my uncle has was like, okay, you carry on walking. I just need to quickly talk to this estate agent. Um, not estate agent, this agent. Um, this agent helped us to film the form and everything. And there's agents outside the, like, the building who help other people uh, just to hurry up the process. So my uncle went to say thank you to him. And I thought my uncle would, would like notice at this point, but he didn't. So I'm continuously walking. So this guy walks up in front of me, puts his hand behind his back and starts trying to give me this piece of paper. And I'm like, no. And I walk in front of him and he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm carrying walking and I get to the car and I'm about to get in. And my uncle comes and meets me up at this point. And and this guy, this guy actually went up to my uncle and was like, oh, this other guy is calling you. And he pointed at the, um, he pointed at the valet, um, which was the guy who parks your car for you, and yeah. So um, my uncle's like, I'm like, no, 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 he's not calling you. Just get in the car. And my uncle's like, um, my uncle's like, no, I have to go pay him. My uncle's like, um, my uncle's like, if my uncle tells this boy to go call the valet if he wants some money and this boy realizes that my his my uncle's not going to leave me alone by myself so he can't hand me whatever slip that he's going to hand me with probably his number on it or some something dumb um and he walks away and I was it was such a long time since I experienced someone stalking me again and I was so scared and I was just in shock and then I didn't say anything until I told, like, a few days later where I told my grandmother and she asked my uncle. And my uncle was like, no, 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 that guy was just in the valet. And I was like, no, no, he wasn't. And that that makes you realise that even if you say something, that their image is completely different to someone else. Because I know what happened to me. But he made it look like he was something, someone else to my uncle. So... And that just, 
that that really it was just beautiful really um which the other experience that I had in Pakistan was the video that I showed you guys because I clearly had enough because other than that I had a lot of guys who thought it was okay to follow me around shopping malls who thought it was okay to follow me at restaurants who thought it was okay to try look at me or try to chat me up or try to talk to me or like even stare at me whenever I was going like my nano sorry my grandmother was my grandmother even told me like multiple functions that I was at or anytime I went out all these guys suddenly kept staring at me and she was like she was like we're always trying to keep you by our side because all these guys were just like constantly staring at you and we need to keep you safe and I was like yeah and anyway so what happened on the day before my flight was that um I had to get like last minute present shopping for everyone and um I was there in in like I was in this really big mall it was like I think it was like it's it's really big. I I wouldn't say it's the third biggest in the city, but I'm not sure of that, so don't quote me on that. But I was in this mall and the guy was standing there. And um he basically I bumped into him, like he was looking at something and I was I had to be in the same aisle and I had to look at the same thing and I had to go past him. So I was like, "Hey, excuse me." And I didn't know if that excuse me was the thing that caught his attention and and then he just decided to follow me like if i imagine if i'd never like i didn't have to go in the aisle like i was like leave it would he have still followed me i have no idea um but so i said excuse me and i'm looking at my stuff and then he started following me around the shop and i was like it was a really small shop at the same time and i was like I was like, okay. So, anyway, so we leave the shop. I buy whatever I needed to buy, and I start walking up. And there was escalators, so we went up, and I was with my um, I was with my second uncle, and he's like, all my uncles are tall, and he was also like big, and he had my baby cousins with them, and on the third floor was like the play area. So he was like, oh, to me and my grandmother, he was like, oh, you two can carry on shopping. I'm going to take the kids up so you two go because it was like it was like it was girly shopping it was shopping shopping it wasn't like fun shopping and he's kind of like he he doesn't like girly shopping so my grandmother had to go get some makeup so we stopped at this makeup store so we're inside this makeup store and the guys I realized that right outside the the door is the guys, this guy isn't by himself. He has two other friends with him. And we're inside that makeup store for 10, 15 minutes. And he's there, standing there. He's literally standing there. And I am in direct eye contact with him. And um, he continues doing that. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to move at like, his viewpoint. So I go to like the other side of the store, which is like it was like covered by this massive mirror and those couches there, so you could sit, because they probably realized that tons of people get really bored watching other people buy makeup. <laughs> um, anyway, so I sit there, and this guy physically moved where he was standing to a bit further, so he could be in my like I could be in his like what's the word again in his um, view path. 
and I was like, you're not being serious. And if you watch my videos, you could see that I was recording him. Anyways, so my grandmother, like, I was like to my grandmother, I was like, oh, can I go out for two seconds? Because at this point, I was getting so annoyed. I was so mad because for this entire trip, I was, like, harassed and I was upset. And, like, people were following me and people were looking at me. And I was just really upset because I did not feel like I could even walk without getting a look, without even... I couldn't even breathe without someone trying to follow me. And, um... I was so mad, like, I was fully, like, I was like, why am I still allowing this? Why am I being quiet about this? Why haven't I screamed at him? Why haven't I told him that he shouldn't do that? Because it is my responsibility. Why don't I scream at all these guys that are doing this to me? Because they might not, it's not me that they're doing it to, it's tons of other girls. And for that, tons of other girls, one of them might fall into their trap. One of them could get hurt physically. So I was like fully worked up and I was like ready to go and leave and slap them. And if you know me, I'm not a violent person. So for me to be like, okay, I'm ready to slap someone. Um, so I was there ready. I was like, oh, I'm going to be like a minute. She's like, no, no, you're not allowed to leave my site because she knows that like someone would probably try to come up to me or I'll probably get lost and I couldn't call. I won't be able to text because I didn't have their SIM. And my sim doesn't work in that country, unless I have internet. So she was like, no, no, stay in my site. So when she's done buying all her stuff, I leave the shop for literally 0.1 seconds. And he starts coming towards me. And I remember, I got this in video. I'm so surprised that I got this in video. Because I jumped straight back into the shop straight afterwards. Anyways, so we carry on walking and we walk into another shop and um, he's following me again and I get this on video and I'm like, okay, do you know what, I need to cross. So I cross him and I'm literally like a few centimetres away from him and he's like, he carries on walking so he doesn't like give himself away. And um, I'm like inside the shop and he every shop that I stop by, he's right outside the shop and watching me. And I finally decide to go upstairs like... Um, on the escalators again, and he's there on the bottom of the escalators waiting for me to get up. So I get up and I go inside this, um, I think it was body shop. Surprisingly, they do have body shop in Pakistan. And I went inside there and um, my grandmother was looking at something and this guy walks past me and I'm like, and I, and I tried to get on video and he saw that I was making a video of him, and we made direct eye contact, and I never saw him after that, because he probably realised that I was making a video of him, so if anything happened, I wasn't happy, and I could use it against him. And that just really puts everything in perspective, like, these guys know, and the thing that makes it so much worse is that he had friends with him, and there's so many news stories of gun rapes and in like Pakistan and the fact that friends like that encouraged him friends like that didn't go hey stop what the hell are you doing it was like okay we'll follow you as we'll, we'll help you follow her and it was stuff like that and I know that a few of you got in touch with your I'm saying like you got in touch like you physically called me or emailed me but a few of you did dm me and reply to my story when I asked you if you had any stories to share and um, 
the two stories that did really catch my eye was that one of them was this girl who I know personally and she was saying that when she lived in Egypt for a while she was about six at the time and there was grown men who were naked inside touching themselves in front of six-year-old girls outside the school I, 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 stories like this make me really question, like, like, are we the same species? Do guys seriously think, are, are you okay? Is, is there some, is there anything we can help you with, like, therapy? Because I don't think someone can possibly have that state of mind without suffering from a mental illness so forth because pedophilia falls under mental illness and for you to be going out doing that thinking that's okay it's it's something else and another story that I have is another friend of mine who's a writer and I like I love her to bits and when she was telling me this like I I don't know what to say to that because because this happens to all girls. Every single girl will have a story to tell you. Every single girl will have one story or another that some guy was following her, some guy said this, some guy did that, some girl did that. There's so many girls that I've heard that other girls have like molested them or abused them or sorry, or raped them as well. And so my friend was telling her, her, she was telling her story about the time that she got drunk and she was out partying and this guy that she knew beforehand who liked her and she went, she went, she had booked a hotel room and she went there and... uh, I know that she gave me the okay to go and say this story, but I can't finish it. I don't feel like it's my story to tell. And it's such a horrific story. This guy invited himself in into a hotel room and then tried to have sex with her. And when she even though she was drunk, she tried to push him off and say no. Even then, he got violent. He started beating her up. And... (sighs) Stuff like this really defeats me because I'm there thinking about... What mental process do you think any of this is okay for someone to go do this? Where do you explain, where do you justify this action when she says no? Did, did, did you miss the lesson about consent? Did you miss the lesson about Accepting it, the fact that he had to resort to getting violent because he didn't get what he wanted. Uh, 
Thankfully, nothing did happen because she kept pushing him off and eventually he gave up and left her. But she got hurt, she got tortured, she got abused. That night is going to stay with her. And that, the worst thing is, is that she's still a beautiful person, she's still wonderful. The fact that she had to go through that, no girl, no man, no person deserves any of that. There's, there's, like, stuff like that just puts me at a loss for words because I really don't know what to tell you because I keep, like, internally I just scream, this is no, and I shouldn't have to justify what it's. I shouldn't have to justify why it's wrong. And the fact that I do is so scary because I've seen so many girls who go on dates only to end up murdered. I've heard so many stories from girls who said no only to have abuse thrown at them. I've had girls who were simply just walking down the road to get catcalled. I think, I truly think I'm at a lost word. So, what I want to finish it off on is that this is such a big thing. And I want to go into some more detail because there's so much things I haven't covered in this podcast alone. And I hope I will. But, if, as, if anything has happened to you, if you suffered any of this, I am so, so sorry. But know this, that you're strong and that you survived through that and that. None of that, nothing that happened from that makes you damaged or tainted or a bad person or because you wanted it. You didn't deserve any of it. For everyone who goes through that, and you'd be surprised about how many, there's about, I believe, about 138 in every 100,000 women. So if you did go through that, I want to tell you that you're capable of love, that you're capable of happiness, that you're capable of being okay, that you're capable of finding someone who's going to love you regardless of anything you've been through. You're capable of loving yourself because you're damn well deserving of it. And to those who haven't experienced it, I... I want you to know that that just because you don't experience it and you just have stories, I want you to understand how common it is. I want you to go talk to your friends, your family and actually talk about this. Share your stories. Ask other people to share the stories because we need to tell our children, we need to tell our 
society, how many of us that is actually happening? How many of us has it actually happened to? If we don't share our stories, if I don't tell you what happens to me, what happened to the other girl, what happened to the next, we cannot always save others. If we can make other people aware of it, if we can tell you what's your toxic behaviours, if we can say no, if we can make people understand, I can save a girl out there that won't get raped, that won't get molested, that won't get left in a ditch somewhere. I can save a child that, that won't grow up thinking that she has to hide herself, that won't flinch when another person touches her, I won't look at guys or girls differently because of that one person. That won't feel like she's lost part of herself, that she didn't even have a choice to lose. I want to talk about this. I want to start a discussion about this now before I hear more stories about this. Before I have to tell my children not to do other stuff before I have to tell my children to be careful of other people before I have to tell my own daughter that maybe that shirt that she's wearing might not be appropriate because some man may look at her as if she was an object not the six-year-old girl that I raised not the amount of love I will put into her but in the amount of damage that he will do. I will teach my son what no means, what consent is, same as I will teach my daughter. I want to make a difference and I can't do it without you, without the next path and I can't do it without others because it's us, it's our society. We can't make a change until we do so. And there's so many people out there, there's so many girls who are still getting sold as sex slaves, who are getting told that they're only born is for what's in between their legs. And that is their only value. There's so many girls that are getting killed out there simply because she spoke to a boy because she accidentally touched a boy because a boy may have looked at her differently. <laughs> to this day, there's so many of them dying and I refuse just to sit here and not even try to make a difference. So what you do further, what you do after this podcast, you can sit there and just get on with your life. Or you can help someone out you can make a difference in our own world because there's two-year-old girls who are screaming, who are crying, not knowing what the word no means, not saying, not knowing how to say stop. But we can be their voice because we are responsible for each other and I'll be damned if I just sit here
and watch.